The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, it's here and we're not in it, but it's still going to be a huge game. South Africa versus New Zealand, Saturday night in Paris, here to preview the game as well as all the other weekend sport is Kathleen McNamee from Off the Ball. Kathleen, I assume we are all desperate for the All Blacks to win so we can say, well, but for us. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I think. It's kind of been interesting. There was a massive conversation last week with England being in the competition, who people were going for. I know I watched it with a friend and we were going for two very different sides. So I think if the All Blacks win tomorrow, it will give us a little bit of comfort because we can say, well, we beat South Africa already. So, you know, we did a good job. And also, I think a lot of Irish fans don't want to see Razzie Erasmus succeed. Although it wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing. And Nina Barr is coming over here after he finishes up well, with Jared South Africa. Jared Gilroy has a bit of skin in that game as a well. A little bit of skin in that game, yeah. Him and Razzie were having a bit of a back and forth. Um, and there's Felix Jones is there as well. Um, so obviously there is a bit of Irish team interest in the South Africa. But uh, it'd be interesting. I mean, they've gone for the 7-1 split again. So... And they've dropped Manny Libok, which I I don't know. I thought there was maybe an argument for him not starting. I didn't think they'd drop him out of the squad completely. So it's a fairly big shout from them. Um, but what else would we expect from South Africa at this stage, to be fair? They have been an incredible team to watch when you take away all the kind of history between ourselves and them. If you look at it just cold hard, they're the fact that they are so willing to just throw anything into any situation, you never know what they're going to come up with next. Um, but yeah, I think my heart is definitely saying I would prefer the All Blacks to win And it tomorrow. has to be said, there is a, there's something of a tendency over the last while to grossly underestimate the All Blacks. They may not be, they may not have had a record commensurate with the best of the All Blacks teams. But if you look at that performance against Ireland, it's very hard to look at that and not say that that is an absolutely top flight team. I think so. And I don't think we have the excuse that maybe we've used in previous seasons when we've got to like quarterfinals or we've, you know, got to big matches that we don't have that game match experience. Like I know the All Blacks have it in their blood, but even from a club level, you know, half that squad's from Leinster. They've been in enough of these big games over the last while. So I don't think you can blame that. I think they are a team that knows how to win. I mean, the game against Argentina last week was a bit ridiculous. The fact that they didn't even put Barrett back on for the last like couple of minutes and were happy enough to play with 14 men yeah even when you're winning by that much you have to have a certain level of confidence to do that so maybe this is it maybe tomorrow is just two big eagles going up against each other and it's who blink first okay the awful question call it uh i think it's new zealand by five points oh do you and what's the current in terms of the odds? Where are they ranked? I'm actually not sure about the odds. I don't check them too often, but... Uh, <laughs> you're, you're not much for a flutter then. No, I'm not much for a flutter. Where's John Duggan when you need it? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile then, we have the Manchester Derby in the football. Yeah, that is going to be an interesting one. Um, City have been... They've been a little rusty at times this season and it's been funny watching them because they still are a team that you expect to go into every game and win. But I think this one in particular, even though it is at Old Trafford, you just can't really look at the form that United have been in this season and say that they are going to get a result. Um, I think that, you know, Ten Hag has really, really struggled to put any sort of sense of style on this team. I think he's struggled to get the best out of some of the players. Now, there are some of them are coming through and like performing quite well, but you just look at the Maisha City and you have to say that they have a bit more reason to be optimistic going into this game, even with the last Arsenal a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's interesting to, to see the, the ongoing state of United, particularly in the light of, I don't know, I assume you were watching it, but that, that extended ad for David Beckham. When you look at the team that, you know, back in the mm. Keen Giggs Cantona era, my God, how far they've fallen. 
I know. And it's, I, you have to wonder what it is because you look at like, say, you know, the Ferguson and Wenger years and they were so dominant as figures and they were like the pins that were holding the clubs together. And when they left, it was like the air went totally out of both clubs. And it took Arsenal a really long time to get back to where they are now. But under Arteta, you kind of feel like, okay, finally getting into a bit of a groove, whereas United are still struggling with that. And I know people say like there's obviously the Glazers and the fact that they pulled a lot of money out of it. But like Arsenal's owners for a long time were doing the same thing. You know, the Emirates was a massive cost. The fact that they were like trying to repay that and the money that the owners were trying to get out of the club meant that there wasn't that development happening. So it's weird that... United haven't been able to, with the vastly bigger club that they have, find someone that's able to come in, set a certain standard, set a style and be the club that they want. Um, and, and to what extent is that not not being able to reap what they sold? Because again, if you look back at Ferguson, one of the things that he did, and again, with Beckham as the, the ultimate archetype of it, was that thing of growing talent from being part of the youth squad and part of the youth setup. Have they stopped doing that? Is that it? I mean, they are still doing it and they still have one of the biggest scouting systems in the world. It just seems that like because of the turnover of managers and maybe not having the standard of managers that they need. Like we forget with Ferguson, everything you read about him. He was a he was a tough character. And like I know you talk about the Beckham documentary he talks about after the World Cup when Ferguson was like, you know, go away, have a holiday, but you come back and we'll sort you out. That's probably one of the nicest things I've ever heard someone say about Alex Ferguson, you know, because he you listen to a lot of the players and they say he was not a nice guy a lot of the time. And maybe that was what was needed for that time. Um, but it just seems like the characters that they keep getting in don't have that sort of like mentality of we want to develop Manchester United to the place that it was and taking the younger players and I don't know, even the transfer strategy has been weird. The whole thing of bringing Ronaldo back and all the Jane Sancho stuff now. And then you have all the other stuff that's going on with certain players, you know, that's really not being handled well. So it just seems like one thing after another for them as a club. You mentioned the turnover of managers uh, on, on, on that topic. A very happy uh, Ireland squad taking on Albania and Tala this evening. Yeah, game kicks off at quarter six. It's on the TV. So if you don't have a ticket, you can watch it. Um, it just seems like this whole team is dancing around and happiness and light the last yeah, two they're, international they're, they're windows. They're not mourning Vera Powell's departure at all. No, definitely not. And I think, well, I can understand that because it was, it hurt, the narrative around her was taking over. There was no space to focus on the team. Whereas now you go to the press conferences, you interview the players and you're actually talking about what's happening on the pitch and the football. And also we're playing opposition that we really should beat and beat quite well, which is what happened so far in Touchwood is what happens again tonight. Um, and even if you look at like a lot of the players form outside of the international setup. We had Katie McCabe scoring twice at the weekend. We had an all Irish team sheet with Searsha Noonan and Tyler Tolan scoring in the championship. Emma Barrett's got a couple of goals in Sandra Deleuze. Kira Caruso scoring over in the US. Uh, Megan Connolly had an absolutely fantastic perf- defensive performance at the weekend. Everyone's kind of performing really well on a club level too, which I'm relieved about because I thought there might be a little bit of a slump after the World Cup. You know, we go to a major tournament, you come back, it wasn't what you expected. It could be easy just to let things go, but Eileen Gleeson seems to be able to harness something in this team to make sure that they're able to keep going and perform well. So hopefully they do it tonight and then they're off to Albania on Tuesday for the second leg. If you were a betting woman? (laughs) 4-0 Ireland. 
Oh, good. Oh, yeah. that, that, that's a I think a clean sheet prediction. is almost more important at this stage than the goals. But I would like to see a couple of goals because it gets cold in Tal. You need something <laughs> to keep you warm. <laughs> all right, Kathleen, thank you very much. That is Off the Balls, Kathleen McNamee. Now, a reminder that all of our items are uploaded as podcasts. You can listen to them on the News Talk app powered by GoLoud. Coming up, Professor Scott Lucas gives us the latest on US airstrikes in the... The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.